Hi, I'm a Ross. And I'm a Wizzy. Boy, gee willikers. I sure do love My Little Pony. It's okay, in the written form. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you didn't like reading. I think reading is a sin. Wizzy, surely you can't be serious. No, seriously. I believe reading is an act against God. No, I mean about My Little Pony. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. My Little Pony is fine and all. But there's just so many other things I could be doing. Name one thing you could be doing. Reading. Okay, well, name five more things you could be doing. Eating. Sleeping. Drinking. Not watching My Little Pony. Exercising. Okay, well, name eight more things. Socializing. Playing with my Legos. Contacting the dead. Celebrating President's Day. Establishing a colony on Mars. Baking. Being gay. Reading My Little Pony fanfiction. Wait, what? Ross and Wizzy's Fan Fiction Power Hour, every week on wherever the hell you get your podcasts. cold um and i just wanted to do this part because to me there was other things i wanted to talk about but then the bombshell was released as we talked about in part one so we're not gonna revisit that we're gonna we're gonna honor the memory or uh re-listen memories of beautiful bobby eaton who passed away at the age of 62 as i said in part one i had the chance to meet him when i went to this um Conventions, the first ever convention I went to, I'd never have been to any type of convention before. Like, this had to be before I was even invited to my first Comic Con because prior to me getting invited to Comic Con, I had never been, I didn't know anything about it, you know, um, learning as, as, you, as you go. And I remember uh, it was, how did I even find out about it? Because it was like an hour away from my house. I don't know how I even heard about this convention, but I remember there was something going on. I remember I was living in Atlanta at the time, Georgia, and um, I heard about a Jim Cornette appearance at an indie wrestling show. So I went to go meet Jim Cornette, and then me and, and Jim Cornette was very talkative to every fan that was there, you know. And I only went for him, and he was going to manage in the main event. <coughs> Excuse me, and um. I I didn't stick around. I, I met him, had him sign a couple things. Um, and I'm one of those people that if I'm going to get an autograph from somebody, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to hold them up. I'm not going to be like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those fans, you know. I just can't. I just, I just, I, I feel weird doing it, right? So anyways, um, so then he ended up having a conversation with me. It was like a five-minute conversation. He was like, hey, are you going to this wrestling convention? 
don't remember the name of it. I really don't. But I remember vividly that um, I was like, yeah, I don't know what it is. And this, I had driven an hour and a half to meet him. He said, oh, yeah, it's going to be Southwest this way, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. So I Googled it. It was like the next weekend. So I went the next weekend. It was like maybe 50 minutes to an hour away from where I was staying at the time. And it, at this convention was Sabu, was Ron Simmons, it was Tommy Dreamer, it was Demolition, it was the, the Midnight Express, um, uh, uh, well, Bobby Eaton. Um, it, it, it was it was a bunch of people there. And I remember vividly, Tommy Dreamer, when I first walked in, I was going to meet him first, but then I saw Bobby Eaton, and I made a beeline to Bobby Eaton, got a picture with him, then as soon as I turned around, Tommy Dreamer went from having no one in line to having the longest line. I was like, oh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and then um, I went to meet Ron Simmons. I think I only got like one autograph from that thing. I think it was Ron Simmons is the only person I actually had autographs anything for me. Um, I got a picture with him as well, and I also got a picture with Sabu. Anyways, like, to me, Beautiful Bobby Eaton is one of the most influential, even though he was a tag team wrestler, he, he he did great singles things too. He was never a world champion, but um, he did great things either way. And being a part of the legendary group Midnight Express, um, with with Condry and Jim Cornette, just um, it, it was it was um, it was if you watch their matches and their feud, especially their feud with the Rock and Roll Express, um, that's the thing I think that really put them on the map map. That view was legendary. It is legendary, um, and and then he ended up joining the Dangerous Alliance. Um, I think during the let me let me look. I'm gonna do some. Let me completely like unprofessional here, and do some. Because uh, I know they won the NWA World Tag Titles from Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Um, yeah, the Dangerous Alliance. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. But I want to see, because I think he was a U.S. champion when all this was going on. Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. It's just, uh, oh, it probably doesn't matter anyway, right? Anyways, he, he, he has a long history. I know he's a world television champion, world tag team champion. The dangerous, yeah, here we go. Dangerous Alliance. Because Rick Rude was world champion at this time. Um. Well, no, him and him, him and Arn Anderson won the WCW World Tag Team Titles, and they defeated Ricky Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the point is this: this for all you guys who love tag team wrestling, and to me, and this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion of some people, but to me, AEW is tag team wrestling. <laughs> It's clear that they, the Bucks, are, are, first of all, should never be broken up. They never will break up since they have creative control over themselves. But um, to me, like, if you love tag team wrestling and all you guys who, whether you like the Bucks or hate the Bucks, whatever, like, their style came from their fuse and stuff like that. You could tell it, it's, it's a little bit of Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, and, um, and it's a shame that they don't have the best relationship with WWE because yeah, Rock and Roll Express is in the WWE Hall of Fame, 
and no more wrong, there's, there's also the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame as well. Which they're they're Hall of Famers no matter what. That's why I like to say they're Hall of Famers, not just WWE Hall of Famers. But obviously because WWE has a Hall of Fame that's on a grander scale, it will recognize them more and it will make people appreciate them more and maybe even go to Peacock and say, hey, let me check out this this, this feud because that feud was amazing with the Midnight, with Rock and Roll Express. And to me, it, it still holds up today to where... You can watch it and be like, oh, wow, that was a fun effing match. Um, so I just want to give a few minutes just to honor him and salute him and give my condolences. And and I find it funny for everything that people say bad about fans. There was a Kickstarter or Go GoFundMe that was, that was trying to reach a $10,000 goal. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, I think it hit fifteen grand like in one day. Or like, or in a couple of hours, and and that's all fan funded. Like, come on, man. Like, sometimes I don't think people get appreciate. Uh, and we and fans can be crazy, yes, but you know what? They can be great too. And seeing stuff like that, and I know Chris Jericho donated like five hundred, and Cody donated three, and I mean, look here, dude. Like. It, 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 to me, just seeing that stuff is just really freaking cool being a fan, you know, um, because in the day, man, sometimes doing this, sometimes just being a fan, you just, you just get pride. And it's something that me and uh, Selena De Laurenta talked about off air. And she was saying how, like, how much she loved the fans and how um, and how she was like, man, I just and she was like, at first it was overwhelming. And then it was like, and I know she won't mind me saying this. It was overwhelming for her at first, but then she was like, it just, she was like, oh, wow, this is cool, the appreciation, you know? And so, you know, it's it's cool, cool to see that. So, anyways, salute to him. I just didn't want to put this in the same thing with that uh, <laughs> part one. And and then I wanted to talk about this as well, which is far less important, but I've been getting asked about it. Um, so transitioning to AEW figures. We have not talked about figures in a while. I think the last time we even talked about figures was when they released all the, um, oh, this wave of this and this wave of that, whatever. Well, it was interesting because I was looking on Instagram and I started seeing that the unmatched volume was hitting stores. I was like, wow, this is really weird, you know? And so I was like, all right. Now, where I stay at in parts of unknown, um... They tend to get everything late, right? But I do know, but I did notice there was a pattern on Instagram. Like at first, it would be like, "Hey, I saw this in Florida," and uh, 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 "Hey, I saw this in Texas," "Hey, I saw this no for it'll be like this no so I saw this in L.A. I saw this in Florida." Then when it hits Texas, that's when I start looking for the figures. If I have time to look for figures, my time has been slowly but surely uh, leaving me. Um, but all of a sudden, I go to the store one day. I was actually being an adult, shopping for adult things. And I look over, and I see a match series. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, a match series. Wave 1. And Wave 1, for those of you who don't know, is Darby Allen with the TNT Championship, the updated TNT Championship. It is Britt Baker DMD. It is the LJN version of Cody Rhodes. It is the Miro. It is the Kenny Omega. And it is Dustin Rhodes in blue. And so... I had already pre-ordered Britt Baker, which I knew I wanted. 
And then I was like, well, holy crap, you know, because I'm actually working at Comic-Con in Colorado Springs. And I was like, oh, I'm actually, we were one. I met, actually, I don't know if I announced this, I don't know if I said this on the uh, on the, con, on the po- podcast, but um, I actually got a chance, it was super cool uh, at being at Comic Palooza and working and, and meeting some cool po- people. But um, Britt Baker was there, I got to meet her, get an autograph, um, and Christian Cage. And Christian's, I'll be honest, just show a force in how much of a, a big mark I am for Christian, more so than Edge. And I actually had went out and bought, because I didn't think I had um a christian action figure or i knew i had one but it was like in my collection in atlanta so anyways um i went out bought the new christian that was the fan takeover version which i paid like 40 bucks for or whatever but those things those things are selling for like hundreds of dollars because it's the last christian figure and uh give me a wwe right and me and figure four photos was talking about this because I was like, man, these things are so much, and blah, blah, blah. And he pointed that out to me. I said, yeah, I guess so, whatever. So anyways, I went out and bought that. So then I'm searching for something, and I was actually going to meet Ron Perlman as well. So I said, I had this Hellboy that I bought from uh, a comic book shop in Col- um, in, in L.A. It was uh, actually a friend of Jonathan Esther's comic book shop. And um, I was looking for that. I, I was looking going through it. I know I have the Hellboy. That one autograph. That's the one. Well, first of all, I needed a Hellboy in my collection. And so I said, all right, cool. And then I was like, then I found that. Then I was like, I, I saw this one. It was a really bad ass cowboy. Anyways, I'm looking for it. I completely forgot. And this is why I don't just buy figures all randomly. Because my collection is so vast and huge. That came off completely nasty. Um, let's, re- let's rewind. My complex. <laughs> my my uh, collection is just so. Uh, um uh you guys get what i'm saying <laughs> um my collection is just pretty uh healthy to the point where um i forget what i have so i really have to look around and because my comp- my collection is all over like it's in atlanta it's in boxes like when i move next year into my own place i'm gonna actually like i'm gonna actually have because i'm moving out of state um and so, like, I'm going to actually be able to have all my collection at, with me at the f- for the first time ever. And I'll then know exactly what I have, what I don't. With the AEW figures, I know what I have and I know, I know what I don't have, you know. But because I've also met so many people, like, example, <clears throat> I wasn't going to get the Miro at first uh, of, of Unmatched. And because I was talking to figure four photos, he was like, why not? I said, well, Rusev, I had met Rusev when I used to work in the restaurant business. When I first moved out to Parts Unknown, where I'm at now, um... In Colorado, I was working at this restaurant, and WWE was in town. I didn't know this, and so all of a sudden I'm looking, I'm like, is that Rusev at the bar? And so like, I like Googled his real name because he had used his credit card. So I completely did a stalker move, by the way. And it was him. Like, Holy crap! So I said, hey, uh, I'm not trying to make a scene here. I know you're trying to just be on the radar, but is there any way I can get an autograph? He was like, oh shit. He looked at me like, I appreciate that. <laughs> He was like, I appreciate that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what are you going to sign? So I printed out some print paper from one of the printers, and he signed it really fast. I said, thanks, man. I got out. Later on that night, the, the Usos were actually in there, and they were high as fuck. You know, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see them, though. My, my coworker saw them, and she got pictures with them and everything like that. Um, but she only knew them from, like, uh, Total Bellas or Total Divas or whatever. So she didn't actually 
but she could care less, right? So, anyways, um, so I had him sign it. I had no interest in getting a Roots of Action figure. It just so happened that I was in a Target and I saw the Rusa figure elite, the one where he was on the tank. What was that? What was that WrestleMania 31 where he was on the tank and he lost the U.S. title to John Cena? I think it was WrestleMania 31. And um, I was like, okay, I'll take it, you know. And so then I essentially just kept the autograph and just stapled it. Not stapled it, but pinned it to the thing. So it's not going to get any figure. It's not going to get any better than that for me. I already have an autograph and I have it to this figure, you know. So I'm good with that, you know. Uh, like, like technically, I, I got Rick Flair's autograph because Rick Flair used to come to my job in Georgia, and he would uh, hang out. And so I got his autograph, and and I just need. And matter of fact, now that I think about it, I need to pick up that new. Um, there's a new uh, Ultimate Edition Rick Flair from back in the day. It's all it's in Targets now. I'm probably leave and go pick it up before I go to work. Anyways, uh, it's a badass figure, dude. The the, the Ultimate Edition Steve Austin. I'm. I, I'm hesitant. I, I I just don't know, and this is why I'm hesitant to get it. Steve Austin was because I keep saying to myself, "You don't have you you don't have a Stone Cold," but I need to look in my collection in Atlanta. I'm actually going to Atlanta um, this week, so I can actually look and see if I have it or not. But um, but yeah, but this Ric Flair is badass. But I do have an autograph from him from that and a picture and all other shit. So I need to get that Ric Flair and I think about it. Because I don't know if I have a Ric Flair that's, like, in the box. Anyways, so the point is, I, it's just, because I have such a healthy collection, I just can't buy figures out the cuff. So, anyways, the point in this was, uh, I, I go through my, find the Hellboy. I had bought this super badass, old school, Jax, Jax specific. This is what me and Figure 44 was talking about. And he, he wants to come back on the show eventually, and I want to have him on. I'm thinking September we have him back on, talk more figures. Because when him and I have conversations on on uh, online it's just like he, he he we didn't delve into how much uh cause, and it's partly because he was unsure of himself doing the interview and i i just wanted it to be fun and to me it was fun talking about that stuff but now that he's more comfortable we're going to delve into more of it because when we talk about our collections it's a it's a really good conversation fun anyways so i forgot i had seen this comic shop i, I go to in colorado sometimes at one point in time, they had these Jack-specific figures I had never seen. And there was two two-pack. Two no, it was one two-pack and one three-pack. The three-pack was of the Hardy Boys and Lita. And at the time, I saw it, and I was like, man, no one's going to buy that shit. I can come back and get it because there's other things I wanted, right? And I did that with another figure thing, too. I did this with another figure of uh, Ulysses Claw and uh, Shuri the Black Panther at comic book accurate figures. And I ended up getting fucked on that because... I went in to trade in um, some figures, which I never do, but I didn't want these figures. And so I was like, hey, I want that. And I, as soon as it was gone when I, when I did it, right? So I said, F it. Well, anyways, then I saw this two-pack. And I forgot, I completely forgot I bought this. It was a Jack Specific, Christian and Edge, uh, for the benefit of those with flash photography. It is, I will never open, I was never planning on opening it. But when I saw it, I said, holy crap, it had like... It was from the King of the Ring 99, had to be 99, uh, when they were dressed up and, and with the glass. As a matter of fact, hold on one second. I'm, I have it right here. I can describe it to you guys. So, it's <clears throat> it's a two-pack of Edge and Christian. They have like a camera, uh, a stand. It's it's just a soup. It's a good. They have a guitar. It's all the props 
that they've used for for the benefit of those with flash photography you know i completely forgot i had it right and so it's like right from my face and i was looking at super freaking cool dude anyway so um so yeah i completely forgot i had it because once i got it i immediately just like threw it in a box or whatever blah 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 well anyways um i found it i said mother bleeper and i'm trying to see it that's it I did, the, I did take the price tag. I don't remember how much I paid for it. Um, but I remember it was a good deal. For for the the figures that they are, and the fact that it's like so old school, um, Jack specific, these things are going, not for a lot of money, but they can go for a lot of money if you're trying to rebuild that collection, if you had it before, like myself. Anyways, I found it. I said, you know what? I'm going to get this autograph too. And so... Um, and me and Christian, he signed the, both of them for me, so it was pretty cool. Anyways, the point is, I started seeing that the, a match was in there. So I went, so I specifically went in, was it two or three days ago, just to see if they had anything new. And sure enough, they had Kenny Omega and Miro of uh, of the, of the a match. Well, mind you, I already pre-ordered Britt Baker, DMD, and. Darby Allen. I wasn't gonna do the Darby Allen, but then I saw it was an updated TNT title. I said, "Well, you know what? I was never gonna actually open the Wave Two version of Darby, so I said I can take this one and open it up, right?" Anyways, so I wasn't gonna pick up the mirror, but I saw it. I said, "You know what? Why the hell not? I'm not gonna open the other one. I could probably open this one up." So, anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was I, I was really impressed, and and, Dil, and Figure Four Photos have made this comment. He said they're trying to make their presence more known in the uh, at retail. I said, well, that's smart because they're this is their Wave One of their Unmatched series. It was a year this month. We're in August now, as of this recording. It was a year, a full year, where they did the rollout of unrivaled wave one that was terrible a terrible wave people flooded walmarts and i remember i went to i remember i went to like 10 different walmarts because at the time i had just become unemployed and so i said fuck it i'm gonna do the toy hunt i hadn't done toy hunt in years i went to like 10 different walmarts none of them had them then jeremy potter announced oh we're having a hard time doing this doing this they definitely did not expect this to be the thing like you want to believe you're going to sell out and you want to be as humble as possible and not like put too many on shelves and have um what is it called they have just cliffhangers or whatever i, I can't remember the actual name for it peg warmers excuse me um but they should have known you are you are very like you are you have your fan base people are going to want your stuff but they this was this was a terrible rollout there's no other way to say it it was a terrible rollout. I'm actually going to get, now that I think about it, I might write that down in my notes and ask a, a figure four photos, his his uh, his opinion when he comes back on. But it was a terrible rollout. And then I've spoken to at least four or five different collectors in Colorado. I firmly believe that when they, because I've seen, I had seen t- three times. Because first, when I first saw, I think I said this on the show before, I saw Kenny Omega first from wave one. And then after that, I started seeing everyone else. But there was times where I saw them taking the Wave 1 out of the boxes, right out of the boxes, and there was no brandy. It was really weird. It's still it's still perplexing to this day. So me and Figure 4 foes were talking, and he said they're trying to make their, their, uh, their presence more known on retail. I said, that's good. 
You know, like get the get it out there. You know, it's gonna sell out. They know this now. They know this. You know, and and, and the reason why I got Kenny Omega is because I've been looking to get a more updated Kenny Omega face sculpt and everything like that. So I knew I wanted to pick him up. But then Miro, I was on the fence about. I said I just I'll just get it or whatever. But I did already pre-order. The point of me telling you that Britt Baker story was, I knew I was gonna see her at Colorado Springs Comic Con. I don't know if my figure is gonna get here before then because it's at the end of this month. But if it does. I'll have her sign it, you know, then I'll just have to buy another one. But uh, the point is, I want to talk about the, the, I went way too long with those stories, but I want to talk about the unmatched because I think the sculpts have done nothing but get better. And I don't quite understand, um, and no one has been able to explain to me the difference between unmatched and unrivaled and why, I, 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 I have yet to be explained that to me. I'm trying to understand that. Um, maybe I'll get figure four to come on and explain it to me as well but to me the sculpts are great um i am not getting the rest of the wave like i said um the lg and cody i could give two craps about um I, I did have a chance to get the dustin i just i already have one i'm good um but no i would suggest you guys if you are collectors i know we have a ton of collectors that listen to this show i would go out and check your local targets i have yet to see them in walmart and the wave I've still seen them on in Walmart, I believe, is Wave Four, with the uh, Ortiz Santana Guevara. Um, I've not seen them go past that, but um, I've also pre-ordered a bunch of my stuff just so I wouldn't have to do the toy hunt anymore because I don't, I don't have time to do it. Um, but yeah, man, it's it, they actually look they actually look really good, and it's in a different color box. It's not the AEW colors. It's the it's like gray and black and. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, that went way too long. <laughs> but the point is, um, I, I do recommend them. Um, I won't get another Kenny Omega, though, because I already have three. Um, but I am looking forward to getting Britt Baker in my... I have seen the Britt Baker now up close. I've seen the pictures of her. The first the first fake scope is not that great to me. I'm, I know they'll get better. But that Darby Allen looks like it's fire. So, I'm looking forward... The first one's fire, too. But, I mean... Looking forward to getting those in my hand as well. So, anyways, that is part two. I went way too long on that. But, anyways, I just wanted to give you guys my thoughts on Bobby Eaton and tell you to go <clears throat> watch, go to Peacock, watch his matches with the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. That was a few that is legendary and, and started a lot of uh, what you see now, you know, as far as just tag team wrestling and um, how important they were to. The culture of professional wrestling and also if you're a collector i matched this the, the, the two i have i'm looking at them right now the two i have in front of me are really cool i would suggest you get them if if you don't need to like you could be like me you don't have to get the whole set you can just get a, just a few so the ones that you need so anyways that is a show for this week i'll talk to you guys wednesday we'll do the suicide squad review that's a short show it's to the point um but nonetheless it's it's there so you guys enjoy the week, man. Be blessed. I'm out.